it's Laren Baker, and welcome to the Kitchen Confidant Podcast. Today, we're chatting with Amisha Gurbani, one of the most creative women I know. She shares exquisitely styled sweets and mouth-watering savory dishes inspired by her Indian roots on the blog, The Jam Lab. When she's not in the kitchen recipe testing, photographing, and food styling, she is also a computer engineer, a mother of two, and a fur mom of two sweet cats here in the Bay Area. If I could bottle up her talent and time management skills, I would. I am so excited to welcome Amisha to the podcast. Hi, Amisha. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited to see you because the last time we saw each other, we were up in Napa. Yeah. (laughs) And that was a beautiful day. And... I'm so, so glad connecting together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we, I feel like we've known each other online for such a long time, but, and despite the fact that we're both here in the Bay area, we it took that trip <laughs> that led day to yeah. actually yeah. see her in person. And I'm so glad that we did. Yeah. And then I think it's just, we got to connect one-on-one and that was what I really enjoyed the most of the entire trip. To be I honest. agree. Yeah. Just the personal connection with, with yeah. everybody. Yeah. I have cat fur on me. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a beautiful day. So I always start my podcast because I'm always curious. What was the first thing that you ever cooked? Do you remember? Do you remember? And how old were you? Oh, I started like my mom started me very early on. She started me at probably I think I was like nine years old. And uh, I used to always be in the kitchen watching her cook because she was, she was such an amazing cook. And she's my he- biggest inspiration um, out of everyone that I know. Um, and she she would just whip up dishes so quickly. So the first thing that I actually learned to make was uh, rotli, which is the Indian unleavened uh, flatbread. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just soft and puffy and you just use it to scoop up any... Uh, vegetables or curries or anything. Um, so that's the first thing that I learned in the kitchen with her. And of course, I never got the round shape um, <laughs> exactly. Because, but, I mean, uh, doesn't that require like putting it in the pan and making it round? Like, is that how it's No, made? you uh, so you roll it out. Uh-huh. Um, it's like you take this dough, a ball of dough, um, and then you roll it out with a rolling pin, but it's like the Indian style rolling pin, which is like tapered on the ends. Uh-huh. So um, you roll it out on a marble rolling uh, a marble uh, board, and then um, you cook it on the pan. So uh, th- that's how you make it. But uh, it's a very simple thing. But to get that round shape <laughs> takes lots of practice, and especially when you're nine. <laughs> yeah. So I started off making all these different shapes, and I, I would always uh, my mom would tease me, "Oh, this looks like." the state of Maharashtra, the state, like she would name all the Indian states and she would go, this looks like the state of blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, and finally, after much practice, I got it to be round. And that was a huge achievement for me. So Uh, I think that's (laughs) for many of us, that would be a huge achievement. I mean, even when I'm just rolling out pie dough, you know, getting the perfect circle is tough. So yes, yeah, exactly. The same thing, similar concept, but uh, that just that this is just made out of like two ingredients or three ingredients. It's just flour, water, and um, oil. That's it. I so love that. So, wow, that's awesome. Well, you know what? Guess what? Like that has probably paved the way for all the amazing things that you make now. Um, and so could you tell us a little bit more about 
because you grew up in Mumbai. Yes, I did. So could you tell us more about your childhood there and I, you know, the vibrant city and how it, it influenced you? So uh, Mumbai is, um, there's no one word to describe it because it's, it's, um, it's almost like reminds me of any other big city like uh, Rome or New York. It's got uh, the rich and the poor. It's got uh, the middle middle class families. Uh, it's vibrant. It's colorful. Um, it's 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 got so much uh, diversity in terms of the caste system. There's so many different kinds of people living there. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's cosmopolitan, very cosmopolitan. And um, it has its dirty areas and its clean areas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got everything, but um, it's it's just the uh, street foods of Mumbai that that really um, influenced influenced my style of cooking and also like um, where I come from. My grandparents come from Gujarat, which is a state um, which is a different state next to uh, Maharashtra. Mumbai is in Maharashtra and Gujarat mm-hmm. is a state next to Maharashtra. So my grandparents came from there. So the cooking style, the actual cooking style is influenced from Gujarat. But my mom, um, she's from, uh, she was born in Africa. So oh. yeah, she was born in uh, Kampala in Uganda. So uh, she got married to my dad who is from Mumbai. So that's how they met. And so it's, it's a mix of influences. If, if I can say that, cause it's, it's got uh, my, uh, the food that she used to cook had an influence of Mumbai, um, her African roots. I, I mean, African Indian roots, I would say. Yes. And, um, also, uh, the Gujarat, uh, the food from Gujarat, which is called Gujarati food. So it's an influence of everything, um, that amal- that it's an amalgamation and uh, comprises what I cook uh, now and the style of food that I cook now. So mm-hmm. um, uh, there's no one word to describe it, but Mumbai is like a vibrant city and uh, very colorful and the street food is extremely delicious. And she used to cook, uh, she used to cook a variety of foods and uh, because she... Uh, did her home science. She knew how to make uh, Western foods as well, such as like mm-hmm. pastas or burgers or pizzas or things like that. So, and then she would make a lot of desserts. She loved eating desserts. So that's how I get the uh, I get the influence of baking, of making desserts. It comes from her. It comes from her sweet tooth. So I blame it on her. So. Oh, you're like a mini her. That's awesome. <laughs> so my understanding is, you know, the food really can change depending on what region you are in India. So how would you compare the foods of Mumbai versus, let's say, Delhi or Goa or Jodhpur? You know, like what what are some key differences? I know that's a lot so, because there's probably so much, but... Yeah, it's like every region has its own um, cuisine. Every region has its own cuisine. And... Um, the neighboring states somehow, um, it's like a Venn diagram, if I can put it that oh, way. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so technical. Uh, <laughs> and it's like a Venn diagram. So it's like there are there will be some commonalities between two regions. Um, there'll be some foods which are common between the adjacent regions. So uh, that's where they get influenced from. But um, 
Maharashtra, because Bombay is, uh, I call it Bombay, but Mumbai is a port. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of people uh, from different parts of the world also used to uh, still come to Mumbai uh, from the port. And then um, uh, because Mumbai is a big city, different people from all over India also come there for whatever reasons, for jobs, etc. So that's why I say Mumbai is very cosmopolitan. So it's got influence of a lot of different foods. Um, but the, the, there are a lot of Gujaratis as well in Mumbai. So I'm, I'm not able to explain it very, uh, properly as to what defines the food of Mumbai, because mm -hmm. it just has people from all over India coming into Bombay. So you'll find, uh, all regional foods in Mumbai. So, um, but the actual food, Mumbai is situated in Maharashtra. So actually it's the Maharashtrians who live there and their food is very spicy. Um, and uh, they have a lot of uh, lentils. They do eat a lot of fish because again, Mumbai is a port. So it's close to the ocean. I mean, to the, to the coast. Right, so they do right. eat a lot of seafood. Um, uh, but again, the Gujaratis that came from Gujarat to Maharashtra to Bombay, uh, Gujaratis don't eat meat. Uh, so we are vegetarians, uh, typically vegetarians, but of course things change. Um, I used to eat chicken as a, as a kid. Um, and then I stopped when I was 10. Um, but, uh, typically Gujaratis are vegetarians. So you'll see a lot of vegetarian influence in Mumbai as well. So it's a mix of things. There's no one thing that defines it, mm -hmm. but, uh, and that's how I view Mumbai. That's why I say it's, uh, that's why I, love the word cosmopolitan Mumbai because that's what it is. It makes complete sense. And when I think about, because I grew up in New York, so I feel like it's very hard for me to, yes. to say there's just one food because we there's just people from everywhere. And, exactly, yeah. same thing. Very, very cool. So that makes complete sense. And then so you, you became vegetarian when you were around 10. Was there something that, that made you decide or you just wanted to be like all your friends or... I, Oh, no, it was my grandma. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I went to uh, my my uh, grandma, uh, that's my mom's mom, and her entire family lives in the UK. Um, so after, uh, so they were in Kampala, Uganda, and, and they were thrown out of the country in the 1970s. Um, so they all migrated back to uh, Mumbai. And, um, but she got married, my mom was the eldest and she got married to my dad. And so they stayed back in Bombay, but uh, the rest of the family, because of their British passports, they migrated to UK. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, when I was 10, I uh, went to UK uh, for my first trip um, to, to stay with my grandma. I, I went all alone. Um, oh, it was wow. my first region, um, and uh, my parents said, you know, just go, go and stay with your grandma and your aunts and uncles. I said, okay. I was very excited. I've always been very like independent and wanting to just get out of the house. Um, uh, so I was very excited. So that was the first trip I took to London and I was staying with my grandma and my uncles uh, who were not married that time. And um, she, she, she saw me eating chicken and she's like, um, why are you eating chicken? Like you could get all the nutrition from <laughs> lentils and from plants and from vegetables. Why are you eating chicken? And 
it made me start thinking and I'm like, yeah, she, she basically said that you're killing animals in the process. <laughs> and she guilt, guilted me into not eating it. That's why I stopped eating it. It was her influence. It was totally her influence. So, so that's oh, how I wow. So your mom probably had quite a, quite a surprise when you returned home and oh, she was happy because she's, yeah. vegetarian. she's vegetarian. Oh, okay. My dad ate meat. My dad ate chicken, uh, only chicken. Um, and that's why my brother and I ate chicken, but, um, she was very happy when I returned back and said, mommy, I'm, I've stopped eating chicken. She was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's good. She has a partner. I understand that struggle when you're having to cook for different types of eaters in the house and someone she eats cook meat, actually. So, she, so your dad would have to cook his own food. Oh no, he would go out to get his meat. <laughs> Even easier. <laughs> <laughs> she refused to get meat in the house. It's, uh, um, uh, so when I got married to my husband, cause he eats everything. Um, uh, he asked me, like, are you going to stop me from getting meat in the house? And I'm like, no, I'm not like that. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm a bit more flexible than my mother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so when you moved here to the States, when did you decide to start your uh, your blog, The Jam Lab? How so, did that come about? Uh, yeah, so um, actually, um, uh, so I'm a computer engineer. I have a full-time uh, job, uh, so... Um, I was working and to be honest, I was very bored. Uh, there was a phase when I was extremely bored with what I was doing at work. I was not happy and I needed a creative outlet. I was, I was just not happy and I needed something to just get me focused in something that I would enjoy. And food brings me joy. Food brings everybody joy. And uh, my kids were really small. Um, they were probably two and four, if I remember correctly. and um, um, they, they started going to preschool, uh, they were going to preschool and, um, I did not like the jams in the market. So I started making my own jams and, uh, I was like, okay, why don't I start a side hustle, um, of making homemade organic jams. So that's how I started the jam lab. That's actually how the name originated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started my Instagram account and I used to post recipes that you can make with jams. Um, and I was selling jams online um, and, and to friends and family close by. Um, that's that's how I started Jam Lab, actually. Um, and then I was like, um, I need to start a blog to document all my recipes for my kids when they grow up and they want to cook uh, foods from, from where I grew up uh, and the foods that I feed them. So right. that's... Uh, how I started my blog in 2016. Um, I was a newbie. I think I'm still a newbie. <laughs> we <laughs> always think that. <laughs> You're not. You're a seasoned vet at this point. I don't think so. But um, yeah, uh, that's how I started my blog in 2016. And um, it um, was a place for me to document my recipes for when my kids grow older and they want to learn learn more about uh, where their mom's coming from, um, where the recipes come from, recipes, the cultural regional recipes from Gujarat that they have grown up eating because um, I never fed them baby food. Um, and I've, I, I fed them what we ate. Um, mm-hmm. 
they've always grown up like that. They never liked kids' menus. Uh, Same so with my like, kids. Yeah. It's like, don't even give it to us. They don't want it. <laughs> no, no, no chicken nuggets. No. Anyways, we don't eat meat, but uh, mm-hmm. the three of us don't eat meat, but uh, no, no kids' menus. They grew up eating what what we ate and um that's what they know they know spices they eat spicy food a little bit spicy food and um they like it so that's how i started my blog in 2016 um yeah it and always amazes little... me that you're able to balance the blog and everything that you do plus motherhood your full-time job i think that's really really rare to see someone that can balance everything so well um, and I know the word balance is loaded. <laughs> so, um, but I do admire how you are able to, to maintain everything. So I don't I know how, where do so you much. find the time? It's, it's incredible. I think it's, um, I think it's the passion for food and to, to be able to share what, what you've grown up with. I'm I'm so passionate about, about sharing the regional recipes and, um, uh, sharing it with the world that um, I want people to know more about Indian food and people find Indian food so difficult to cook uh, or they are, I won't say they find it difficult to cook. They are, people are intimidated with spices, intimidated yes. with maybe the number of ingredients, but actually they're not, they're not that, uh, the dishes are not hard to make once you have all the ingredients in front of you. So it's just putting a bunch of spices together and making a dish. So that's why um, it's the passion that that wanted me to share, um, sh- share what I grew up eating with the world. And um, I think I think time management has been a big thing. I I'm very um, how, how how do I put it? I really parse out time uh, to do certain things. If I'm determined to do a blog post this week, I don't post uh, regularly, but some days I'm just so focused and I'm like, I'm going to get this done, even if it means I'm going to stay up till one o'clock or two o'clock in the night mm. and I get it done. So it's just like the the focus and the determination which pushes me to publish something on my blog um, and to share recipes. Um, again, desserts is something that I love and I love to share. And uh, sometimes I wish I had gone to pastry school and I tell my husband that even if I'm 50 or 60, I'm going to go to pastry school one day. I will do what I want to. Why not? We have some amazing pastry schools near us and that would be a great way to to do the next, you know, part of your life. Speaking of next part of your life, you have a cookbook that's coming out called Modern Mumbai. Mumbai Uh, Modern. I'm sorry, Mumbai Modern Vegetarian Recipes Inspired by Indian Roots and California Cuisine. And I love that title because I feel like that sums you up perfectly. Thank you so So much. So tell us about your book. I got a little sneak peek and I'm so, so excited for everyone to see it. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, It was, um, it was, it's again, a passion project that I really, really wanted to do. Um, My mom uh, passed in 2007, um, she had she had cancer, and uh, she went through a very rough two years. And um, finally, I think she was at peace um, when she passed. But it was the hardest 
years of my life because she was my best friend. She was, she was my inspiration. And, um, she's the one who's really motivated, motivated me to cook and become the cook that I am today. Um, and just her determination and, and will and courage to do whatever she wanted to with her life. Uh, I feel I've gotten that from her and my dad. Yeah, um, yeah. She she was, uh, so when the day she passed, I, I said to her um, that I will write a cookbook and dedicate it to you one day. Oh, she's so proud of you. I know. It's, I can only imagine if she could see the book that she would just be so thrilled. She would, I think. Sorry. No, it's okay. We share that history, Amisha. We both lost our moms at a young age. And my mom wasn't the most amazing cook, but she did love to bake. And those were the times that I treasured with her the most. So knowing that you can preserve those memories of her, pass it on to your kids and your own family. I mean, that's just, I'm so happy that you were able to fulfill your promise to her. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, it, no, it's okay. I tell how many ever times I, I, I talk about it. I tell myself I will not cry, but I end up crying. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. I, um, I know those feelings and I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm proud of you, Misha. I really, really am. This, Thank you. I'm so excited Thank for you your much. book. And what I love about every chapter is that it reads like a love letter to your, to your mom and to your childhood. And it's just beautiful. You're not just getting, you know, recipes because we can get recipes anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. But really I feel so connected to you and your family, you know, when I read the chapter headings and, and, and even just the head notes on each recipe, like I really, really appreciate the stories that you share behind each one. So thank you so much. Thank you for saying that because it makes me feel that I've done something right. Um, oh, you did. Absolutely. I just want to make sure that I'm conveying what I want to through this book, um, uh, because it's entirely dedicated to her. And uh, I want to share it with the readers who will buy the book and and be able to uh, take the recipes. And, and, and uh, I wanted to share her with the world. So uh, yeah. that's, that's always been what I wanted to do since 2007. So I was, it finally came true. Um, I was able to, I really worked hard for this. And um, I just hope uh, people enjoy it. People enjoy the book. People uh, make recipes from the book and that'll make me very happy and her happy. That's wonderful. And in the fact, I just love um, the fusion as well. You know, um, for example, California ingredients, Indian classics, or or vice versa. Like I was looking at the chai tiramisu and I love that. I mean, it's just, it makes so much sense. Those beautiful chai yeah. flavors in a classic dessert. I think it's very, very cool. And I know that, you know, I know people will be really excited to be able to cook those flavors, especially for those who may be a little intimidated by Indian cookery. Like, as you said, it's not rocket science, but I know that there's like, there's sometimes a barrier when it comes to starting a new cuisine. Yeah. 
Um, and this is a great introduction, I guess, you know, to, yes. to trying it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate what you, you what you're saying and how you think about it because um, I've not shared it um, with anybody and to, to, to know uh, another person's perspective, it, it makes you feel, like I said, like I've done something right. Maybe I've done something right. <laughs> Maybe have. I'm in the right direction. <laughs> you have, you absolutely have. And I can't wait till I can actually have it in my hands and I can cook um, and I can cook from it and I'll, and I'll feel like I'm cooking with you and your mom and it'll be, it'll be so great. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much, Lauren. Oh, you're welcome. So yeah. was there anything that you learned from cooking that book that that you had not realized before? Was, was there a revelation in the process? Um, not, um, I, what I've done in the cookbook is um, some of the traditional recipes, I've kept them traditional because I don't want to mess with the traditional stuff. Mm -hmm. Like dal is dal, um, like the Gujarati dal. It's very, it's very quintessential Gujarati dal, which you, cannot get anywhere in other parts of India. You can only get in Gujarat. So I wanted to share that. Um, so there are traditional recipes and then um, there are the fusion ones. Um, and with the fusion ones, I felt like, um, I did feel like I could, I could combine like what I grew up with and with the California ingredients and combine it and make it something beautiful. And um, that that was that was like the really fun part, which I really enjoyed, because because um, California has so many beautiful ingredients that we grow up with over here. That produces just crazy, gorgeous, and tasty. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the uh, that was the biggest revelation for me. I think um, just from the perspective of uh, perspective of combining the fusion foods. Um, I think that was that was fun for me and uh, uh, to come up with something that the readers would enjoy. Um, of course, taking pictures of it and it just got me so excited. It got me very excited that, yes, I'm going to share this beautiful dish. Like you mentioned the chai tiramisu. That was, um, um, tiramisu was my mom's absolutely favorite dessert. So that, that dish is dedicated to her. Um, so um that that that's my revelation but um yeah that that's pretty much it um i i i think i think just sharing this with sharing with this this with the world and the california cuisine part of it combined with the dishes um and how people view it i'm i'm interested to see how people take it in and um whether they enjoy these dishes or not that that would be my that would be my best feedback that I would get. Well, I know it's going to be a hit. And once it's out there in the world, because it comes out November of this year, 2nd. is that correct? Yeah, November 2nd. Yes. Oh, okay, November 2nd. We'll have to come, have you come back and talk to us again um, but and find out, you know, how things are going after, yeah. after it's published. Yeah, I would love to come back. <laughs> So we're coming to the close, um, and I just have a couple of questions, if you don't mind, just really quick ones. Yeah, um, sure. Okay, so what's something that you make when you're too tired to cook, and you're you need a go-to emergency dinner? Go-to emergency dinner, kitchen. 
What's tell us about it? <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, kichdi is like just uh, lentils uh-huh. or just dal. Uh, it's moong dal. It's a kind of dal um, and rice, mm-hmm. and you just uh, uh, cook it together in the pressure cooker, and you do like a quick tempering and put it in, um, and that's it. It's done. It's like a literally a fifteen minute dish. Oh, I love that. I love mung. Well, so in the Philippines, they use the same mung bean. Um, I had no idea. Yes. I think on one of my one of my Instagram posts, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. I mean, the, the flavors are just slightly different, but I, I love that dish. Actually, I have a bag in the pantry that has been like taunting me. Please cook me. Um, so, how, do you, how do you use it? So um, oftentimes it's cooked with like onions and garlic. And a little bit of shrimp. Sometimes it's dried shrimp or fresh. Um, sometimes a little bit of pork, okay. maybe a little pork belly for flavor. Um, very simple. Eat it with rice, and it's so good. Wow. So we we um, so in Gujarati cooking, we don't really use that much onions in the tempering, but mm-hmm. we do use a lot of garlic and ginger uh, with the with the mung. Mm, that sounds so good. Yeah, it was funny because my daughter had a, a science project and one of our friends who's Indian gave her the mung beans and I saw it and I was like, why did you ask her for that? I have a whole bag here. <laughs> She's like, what did we do? <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so that's like when we come from a vacation, you don't want to get something from out. You want something home cooked. Yeah. And at that point, that's the quickest dish that I can whip up in no time. Um, I'm going to have to try yours. Yeah, because it's um, uh, actually, you know, it's funny. You never put, uh, in my case, I never put the recipes of the simplest dishes on the blog. And I don't know why, uh, because I think this is so simple. And I'm like, should I put this on the blog? So I don't have it on the blog, but it's something that I whip up quite, quite regularly. And my kids used to eat it when they were, I fed them a lot of it when they were kids, um, uh, when they were babies, I'm sorry. And um, uh, it's 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 a dish that can be whipped up so quickly. Um, they're just pantry ingredients. They're not something that you need to get fresh. So that's what I love about it. I love that. That's well, true. It's true that we forget those simple, simple recipes. And that's what people want, which is so ironic. <laughs> I'm realizing a bit late in the game, but yeah. I know, me too. Oh, well, it just took, what, 10 years? Anyway, <laughs> uh, what's the one recipe that you treasure the most? Um, it's again a recipe, I'm sorry, it's again a recipe that I've not shared on the blog, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite dish uh, that I could eat anytime. And uh, I used to tell my mom to make it very often for me because I love it so much. It's just um, a simple, it's called uh, kadi. It's mm-hmm. Gujarati kadi. It's it's just um, yogurt-based curry. Oh. Yogurt and chickpea flour. And then it's got some spices in it. And that's it. So simple. It's very simple. It's again okay. a 15-minute dish. You're going to have to do your 15-minute recipe series on your I blog. Oh, so. <laughs> that's a good idea. Thank you. Um, are you a messy cook or a neat cook? Uh, my husband thinks I'm messy, but um, in my opinion, I'm neat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing your husband's super, super organized. and No, he's not. <laughs> oh, he's not. Oh, that's so funny. He chooses to think he is. <laughs> well, then he can't judge. <laughs> exactly. 
What's a good kitchen tip that you can share? A uh, good kitchen tip, mise en place. Mm-hmm. That's my go-to because um, I didn't, I didn't used to do that, but the past few years I have been doing that, and I feel I'm much more organized. I'm much more uh, neat, neater. I'm cleaner mm-hmm. with my process when I have everything on a baking tray. Take a baking tray, a large baking tray, put ingredients on that and have everything before you start any cooking or any recipe. And the process becomes so much more easier. That's what I think. I agree. I started doing that when I started doing recipe videos. And it, but the thing is, I don't do it all the time. And I really should because it's a game changer. It's a game changer. It's like the most valuable tip I can give anybody. That way you don't do not forget anything mm-hmm. and um, the flavor of the food stays the same. Yes, yes. Okay, and so every Friday I like to share five little things on my site, something that makes you smile or something that makes you happy. Is there one little thing that you can share that made you smile this week? Um this week or any any time this month this year (laughs) (laughs) I finished my first pass yay um, first pass of my cookbook edit which was a very grueling process um just to read the whole thing again Mm. uh and again and again (laughs) and to make sure that your language is correct because when you do it the first time you just you just put whatever thoughts you have on um on in in the document but um as you read it again you're like oh this line is redundant this is not required and you start canceling stuff and then it becomes more condensed and more um uh composed yes. rather than just uh, ad hoc so um yeah that was that was exciting i finished that i got to see the whole book um and it got me teary eyed again Aww. Well, that is definitely worth celebrating. Yes. Yeah. That was exciting. Very exciting. Well, Amisha, I've loved talking to you and seeing your face again. Where can people find you online? Thank you so much, Liren. I enjoy talking to you too. And um, I hope we can meet in person again soon. Yes, we will. Um, (laughs) I know. Uh, People can find me on Instagram at The Jam Lab. Uh, that's my handle and my website is thejamlab.co. I'm so glad you were able to join us on this episode of Kitchen Confidant. Thank you again to Amisha Gurbani for sharing her journey with us and her mother's inspiration behind the food she shares. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend and join us again next time. Until then, happy cooking. Happy cooking.